like the fact that you can sing it songs i mean we've kind of talked ad nauseum all of us about the impact of songs in this i think for me i need to be able to, to know that when i use this card it's going to have an impact on the game which is why i mentioned it like using it proactively okay on the spot, sometimes it's hard to remember these things, guys. Performance anxiety, right? It happens to the best of us. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Forbidden Mountain. and We are here for yet another Battle of the Inks, and I am joined this time by BR guest Heath. How are you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing great and already hating the zoom in on my face. I knew from this morning's video in Steel that I was not going to like it, but it's even worse than I thought. So I oh, apologize everyone don't, in advance for don't this. Don't hate on it. Don't like, look. Have you like, listen, if we compare beards right now, you're winning. It doesn't matter what the camera looks like. <laughs> oh, oh, you haven't seen the like twist like twister I've oh, got going on on the okay. side of my face here. It's okay, ridiculous. I see. We'll blame the headphones. There you go. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for these headphones, it'd be perfect. Totally fine. But yeah, so, great. for everyone watching the channel, I'm going to give you an opportunity uh, to give us a little bit of information on yourself. You are Be Our Guest. You have a YouTube channel. Uh, you know, tell us about yourself, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so very briefly, uh, huge Disney fan, giant Disney nerd for the longest time. I live up here in Vancouver, British Columbia, but I've been down to Disneyland, what, probably until my 20 times now so far. Oh, okay. um, so that was already there. And then I found out about Lorca and it's like, I got to do something with this. I've never done content creation before, 100% novice, but I just dove in with both feet. My buddy Patrick and I are kind of running the channel and we're focusing on gameplay videos, on deck tech videos, on we're going to do ultimately a set review, but we're not we're not uh, on it enough to to get into the like daily releases that you guys are doing. We're going to do one day just don't be wreck mean. the whole day doing a full set <laughs> review. So yeah, uh, that's where we're going at. Mostly, do what I do. <laughs> I'm just goofing around, quite frankly. I'm loving having fun with the cards, uh, roasting my buddy Patrick and myself when I can, um, and just seeing what comes of it. So uh, I really appreciate everyone that's uh, tuned in so far. And uh, hopefully, if you want to check it out, you'll like it yourself. Yeah, and you do, you know, fairly regular uh, gameplay videos. If I, you know, I'd say like every what day or so, or, you know, a couple days, something like that. You know, yeah, I'd say every couple. I think we're we're consistently hitting about two or three videos a week. Um, yeah. Most of them are gameplay right now, but I really yeah. want to get into kind of a diversity over the yeah. course of time. Yeah, that's cool though. So if anyone's looking for, you know, basically, you know, every every other day, every couple of days for Pixelborn content, you know, you're, you're you are focusing on mostly Pixelborn, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Shout out um, to Pavel, doing great yeah. work. I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about the platform. It's phenomenal. He, All the effort he puts into it, incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is cool because not everyone is focused on gameplay right now. So there's definitely an opportunity for people to find it and be able to watch it. So I, I, I'm really enjoying that. Like for me, like I play my games that I get in and then like every once in a while, I'm like, oh, cool. Let me just go turn this on, watch it, see someone else's experience. And I love being able to have a couple of you guys now doing that uh fairly regularly so, so whenever i want it like I, there's normally something to watch <laughs> yeah and i mean i wanted to make it accessible too that was actually probably the stimulus for it was i was looking at some gameplay videos and i'm like if i didn't know the cards by heart i wouldn't know what the heck they're doing right so i tried to to instill a little bit of editing in there to make it really uh, easy yep. for for people that are new to the game to yep. understand what the heck cards are being played um and uh, to be able to, to follow along a little easier yeah it's all great things so definitely check them out but the important thing here, right? We are here and we are, and, and I'm telling you right now, guy, if anyone's not following along on Twitter, 
I don't think anyone's tryharding more than be our guest so far. He's been rallying before we record it for Team Amethyst. So. Yeah. <laughs> rallying Team Amethyst and maybe throwing a little bit of shade at the other rings. I think throwing, the only one I gave love to was Sapphire just because Citizens oh. of Lorcana felt so alone in that space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had a sad morning. But you know what? We got a lot more cards. So our new members of Team Sapphire that joined on today, at least they have some way better things to talk about. <laughs> they had a good day. Uh, I don't know what day this is going out, but this was the right. day that uh, Bell dropped, and they had yep. a good day. Yeah, so. But we're here to talk about Amethyst. We don't care yeah. about Sapphire. We don't care about Amethyst. No, no, we are Team Amethyst today. We're talking about Amethyst. It's all for you, buddy. So tell me, you know, what draws you to Amethyst? What are you enjoying most about that ink? Yeah, I'm kind of weird, and you'll see this uh, later on in the, the cards that I choose. But effectively, I I like I'm like the microtransaction guy of uh, of Lorcana. I love little incremental value over the course of the game that ultimately leads to the victory. Like the flashy bombs are great; you want to be dropping those late game for sure. But if I can eke out little advantages throughout the game, I'm happy. And I felt like Amethyst really was the the card for that. I mean, obviously the card draw, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. No spoilers, right. but the card draw was the first thing that drew me to it. I'm, I'm classically a blue mage from uh, Magic the Gathering. Okay. Um, but then even something like Rush, which isn't traditionally the type of effect that I would go for, right. but because it's so unique in this game so far, I don't think many people are anticipating it yet. And so you can get a lot of kind of sneak attacks in. You can get some attacks in that are favorable for you. Right. Leave your character on the board, banish theirs, and hopefully keep your guy around to trade one more time right. to get that two-for-one advantage. So. Yeah, I mean, it's weird that the miles that, like, even a card like Rafiki or Zeus can truly have in a game. I'll be honest, I did not see Rafiki being all that useful to begin with, and I he absolutely proved me wrong. I'm yeah. I'm happy to to you know eat my own words when it comes up later. And he the was monkey one is good. <laughs> I'm still not sold on Zeus yet, but Rafiki, hundred okay. percent. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So speaking of cards, right? And we have to get into our favorites. And uh, mm -hmm. I personally love your favorite. Um, it's a good one. So tell me, yeah. why is Maleficent Sorceress your favorite Amethyst character? Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully I'm surprising at least a few people that expected me to say Elsa Spirit of Winter because she's flashy. She's a bomb. Beautiful art. All great things. All great things. You can right, definitely right. put that, that in there, by the way. Um, <laughs> But ultimately, what I mentioned about loving kind of simple value, and there's nothing more kind of clean and simple and elegant than just a relatively inexpensive character that leaves a body on the board and replaces itself with a card draw. Like, right. that's just like at the root of what I love about any card game. So um, loved her. And then obviously Maleficent, love the character. I'm, I'm kind of villain focused, which you'll hear more about later. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just between the character, the art's great. And just that simple value. Absolutely love it. Fair. So we did have some good news today, right? And um, what that mm -hmm. good news is, is that it was an item that you actually enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was scared of this one. When you sent me the favorite item, I'm like, eh, about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thankfully one dropped this morning. So Ursula's Cauldron, which hopefully cements that we're getting Ursa, Ursula as a legendary in Amethyst. There's lots and but, lots of hints. Lots yeah, lots I mean, hints. come on. Um, so the cauldron, um, already I'm seeing some, some contentious opinions online about it, but for me, at least it's fairly straightforward because I'm super critical about, uh, non-inkables. 
um, okay. about not having that flourish at the top there. Um, just because, you know, you can get stuck so many times with uh, just a handful of uninkables. Mm -hmm. So you might argue, hey, Ursula's Cauldron's uninkable. Why do you love it so much? Well, quite frankly, uh, and this is where now you need the Simpsons uh, meme here. It is the cause of and solution to all your problems with uh, with uninkables. Because you drop it on turn two and you can start digging for ink if you're struggling for it. Right? Yep. How many times do you keep drawing uninkables and you're like, if I could just get rid of half of these, I'd be okay. <laughs> well, guess what? You can. Yep. And then late game, you know, the other argument that I've heard against it is it's not card advantage. Well, sure, it's not drawing you a card, but late game, if you knew that there was a one cost two two on the top of your deck, unless you're citizens of Lorcana, if you knew there was a flounder on top of your deck, <laughs> it's basically like not drawing a card. If we've got bombs flying left and right on the board and you right. draw flounder, it's like, well, uh, great. Sweet. Right? If you can put that on the bottom, it's effectively like drawing a card because right. that card had no relevance on the game at that point. Right. So early game, it gets you your ink. Late game, it filters so that it effectively provides card advantage by getting you to your bombs and your big cards and your impact cards faster. All around, love it. Yeah, I uh, I was really excited to see this one today. I think it's a really standout item. Uh, however, I was on Team Magic Mirror. I thought that card was perfectly playable and fine and would see play. No chance. I mean, I feel like I'm contractually obligated to say Magic Mirror is great, but I'll be <laughs> honest. Like, I'm Team Amethyst all the way. Magic Mirror is dicey. It In was, draft, okay. So, it was, shout it was out. Playable. Shout out I don't to Mive. No longer In playable. draft, it's great. In constructed. I just, there's just no way that I'm putting that card in my deck anymore because this card is just, I can't think of a better thing to do on turn two in a lot of cases. Yeah. Where it's like for the rest of the game, I'm just effectively going to know my next draw every turn for yeah. free. Like, like I literally just tap this card and just like, yep, cool. Yep. This is great. It's it's really powerful. I think people are definitely a little bit overlooking it. I think it's I think it's 100 percent worth the uninkable cost. Yeah, it's simply because you can dig for your ink. Like it doesn't really detract away from it. Now I will say, and I've seen this argument, and I'll agree with it, that in multiples it starts becoming less impactful, right? Because then really you're only seeing one extra card at a time, Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Um, it's not without impact in multiples, but right. I'm not sure it's a four of, but it's a, an auto-include in some number, I think, right. for sure. Yeah. Right. All right, so let's get into uh, the next wonderful selection here, which is, of course, our favorite action and our favorite song. Um, so you can be brutally honest about the <laughs> puddle. And I'm even going to respond to it afterwards. But okay. why is Befuddle on this list? Uh, for lack of better options. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Before we started recording, we were talking about how the fact that I would love it if we could please drop uh, a new non-song action card for me to put in this slot. Because you forced me to pick a, an action card that's not a song because we're going to get... That's not true. I didn't do that. I mean, you said action, then you said song. So, But they're both actions. I mean, can I just put friends on the other side twice on here? So in, it's, a, it's in another good. interview that will come out, I promise you somebody used the same card twice. <laughs> I mean, if I get to use the same card twice, then absolutely. But I, here's where I'll make a, a small argument for B-Funnel, okay? I, we can put friends on the other side twice. That's 100% <laughs> happening. But I will give one uh, argument for B-Funnel, and that is a long-term vision. And I'm going to make this argument again later. 
which is we can't just focus on uh, what's happening in set one, right? Mm -hmm. We can't just focus on the first chapter. The next set's coming out in what, November? Like, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be uh, fast and furious with some of these new cards. So you can't just focus on what's the here and now. And Befuddle is the type of card that it's so cheap that it can absolutely be a combo piece in combination with other things, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's an action matters deck and you just want one cost actions, no matter the effect, or you've got a comes into play effect that's repetitive, right? Mm -hmm. um, we've seen cards like this in other games where they look innocuous, mm -hmm. but you put them in with a few other pieces and all of a sudden it breaks the game. So right. don't sleep on it for future use, but yeah, right now it's not particularly impactful. Right now there's probably just not enough synergy to really utilize the card offensively. Yeah. Right? Defensively, I, did say, I think it, it was on, might be okay. it might have been on Ready, Set, Draw. I heard them talking about how you could also use it for low impact cards later in the game to ink them, right? You're running yeah. low on ink. You, you use it on your, you know, uh, Flounder again. Poor Flounder is always the, the subject here. You, you bounce them back to your hand you know and drop them as ink. If you need I don't want to break, break too much here, but it's really hilarious to me how often in so many of these different interviews, Flounder is like the, the target. <laughs> team, team Flounder, it, it cut bo cuts both ways, man. He's the example. He's the perfect, like, Just say what's it. that, the team ad lib? He's the perfect ad lib for, you know, low impact card and also the card you love. Like, like. Just poor flounder, but it's it's all good. So, so what let's about, hear about your thoughts on Bifunnel before we get into friends so on the other side. In all honesty, I, I think the card um I think for me, I need to be able to, to know that when I use this card, it's gonna have an impact on the game, which is why I mentioned it like using it proactively, where I'm just like, okay, I need this is a part of that combo that you were like in, in you know basically saying, like, we might have this one day. Yeah. We don't have that right now, there aren't enough things that i can really go through in my mind like outside of like item slinger decks which are definitely not something you're in amethyst for anyway but that's where like i go i'm like oh i can bounce this back i can bounce an item back so i can ready my ariel again and then swing in for more lore like it's weird combos like that that i would be looking for and right now i'm just not sure that they're there uh in like real high incremental values so i'm yeah. like eh, you know yeah, I don't see it yet, but also with Amethyst being the like card draw color, um, it lends itself to combos. So that that right. time will come, and and I wouldn't be surprised right. if Befuddle finds a home in, in a combo piece at some point in time. Yeah, I mean, it's a one-cost thinkable card that is, at the very least, in some cases, like a, like an early-the-game time walk. So yep. I still think the card is playable. Uh, I just don't <laughs> know if it's going to be like warranted at all. You know, yeah. like it, it, that's really what it's going to turn into. Yeah. yeah. So what about what about the 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 obviously superior action? <laughs> just just slightly, just slightly just, superior. Just the overwhelmingly superior action song. Uh, friends on the other side. I mean, I'm gonna drop a hot take here and say that friends on the other side is the best card in Amethyst. Yes, I'm not hating on Elsa. She's wonderful. She's glorious. Absolutely. And we're talking about Spirit of Winter here, obviously. Um, but when you talk about kind of just relative value based on the cost and what's associated with the card like the fact that you can sing it songs i mean we've kind of talked ad nauseum all of us about the impact of songs in this game yeah but the fact that you can effectively for free draw two cards and just keep that engine rolling yeah um that's probably the biggest challenge in 
winning a game of Lorcana right now is just maintaining your resources is just right. surviving long enough and getting out enough resources to, to kind of overwhelm the opponent or, or right. suffer that war of attrition. Right. So when you're drawing extra cards for relatively for free, um, especially when you've got a character that, um, that you don't mind losing or that you see as a potential trade, like, yeah, I'm going to sing with this, but worst case scenario, my opponent comes in and has to trade with it. And I've right. got the two cards. Like, it's just yeah. glorious. It's, it's pretty great. So just because it's such an easy, an easy transition for us, uh, <laughs> your favorite combination of cards within your ink yeah. are these two cards. And there's, yeah. it's, I remember like one of the first weekends playing the game with Scott, these cards were released and these were cards, you know, like friends with their side came out and we were just like playing and like, I was the, you know, obviously was, I wasn't the lucky one playing Amethyst, you know, that was always Scott, right? He got to play all the cool stuff, but like every time he's just like, I play Maleficent. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's cool. Whatever. And then he's just like, I'll exert Maleficent and I'll draw two cards. I'm like, that's so good. <laughs> good. The beatings will continue until morale improves. Yeah. Just, so good um yeah, yeah i mean it's such a it's such a huge tempo swing right like she replaces herself you're losing a single lore she's not a good challenger so you're not really throwing her into something but like it almost sometimes like i love to talk about this like in the version of like the shift where it's like people look at maleficent and they're like oh she's not threatening but like there's a lot of times where it's probably right to fire the cannons her because yeah. you're like, man, I just don't want them to freely play friends on the like friend friends on the other side next turn. Like, so it's like that type of threat out of your three cost two two is insanity because like it really is a tempo swing, you know? Yeah, you're a hundred percent right. Like, legitimately, my strategy shifted in that uh, quite dramatically. It was from I'm going to ignore Maleficent; she's already done her thing. To oh shoot, I got to get rid of her because otherwise, next turn they're singing friends on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, but it's like it's a warranted play. <laughs> like it's, it's so a warranted dirty. Play. For anyone that's familiar with magic and familiar with um uh oh gosh, what's the the effect where you pay the the mana and it comes out later? Um oh, uh, not foretell because that's the kind of newer one, but uh um, no foretells or morph, are you saying? Like, no, there's a previous one. Anyways, you okay. pay the mana and it you wait a turn or two for it to come out. Um everyone in the comments oh, or everyone watching is like, oh my gosh. Okay. On the spot, sometimes it's hard to remember these things, guys. Performance anxiety, right? It happens <laughs> to the best of us. Uh, so, effectively, I'm paying three ink over two turns to have a 2-2 two -two body in play and draw three cards. Right. Like, And you pay two cards for that, sure. Right. But, like, that's ridiculous. It feels so dirty when you accomplish that. Yeah, when you, yeah. you literally pay three for a guy and draw three, it's like, it's just not, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it, I can't think of a better way to explain it. Like it's so good. <laughs> yeah. And it's at the time when you're kind of setting up for your big things, right? Like right. Amethyst, full disclosure, at least right now is the support color, right? But yeah. I think that you, I'm going to make the case later that it, that's why it's so critical right. is, you know, you're setting up for big things and whether right. it's spirit of winter or your secondary color, right? right? And now is the time, turn three, turn four, Right turn five, where you're trying to kind of set everything up to make the things happen. So that's the perfect time to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Turn five, turn six, turn seven, you don't want to be just getting small value. You want to be dropping bombs. But exactly. turn two, turn three, turn four, turn five, um, that's the time where you want to be kind of setting more, things up. And that's when this hits perfectly. 
the more cards you have in your hand and the earlier, the more likely you have a plan for the later. So yeah. sets up very exactly. well. But and the more choices up. too, right? You're like, okay, I was going to do this thing, but now I drew this better card. So right. all right, let's do that. Right. Which is perfect setup for what's the best pair for your ink. You're, you're claiming that Amethyst is the king of support. Yep. What, uh, what do you think you're supporting best? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the undisputed kind of control um, option over the past few weeks has been Amethyst Steel. Um, you know, personally, I'll be honest, when you say fun or competitive, I have to admit that I'm kind of Mr. No Fun. And I've seen a few peers uh, amongst us that uh, that also uh, agree that the best way to play is to not let you play. Uh, but um, I love control. So when I'm thinking about competitive, that's usually where I'm going to is control. Oddly enough, I'm controller combo, which is completely like dichotomous. No, um, you, it, so... you, you and I, you and I will get along for a very long time. <laughs> I want to do degenerative things, whether it's keeping you from doing anything or doing yeah. all the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can respect Anyways, that. So if I'm doing control. Uh, originally, I was looking at Amethyst Steel, and that's been very popular. You'll see it on, on Pixel 1. You'll see it on kind of best decks and all that for, for quite a while. And it made sense, right? I want to control the board um, while drawing more cards. Absolute sense. Lately, I've found that with what's been coming out in Emerald, there's a very clear sign that Emerald is leaning towards control as well. Yeah. Emerald is almost... All the kind of non-value elements of control uh, yeah. in terms of like a blue color, if you're familiar with Magic the Gathering. It's like, I'm going to tinker with you and, and annoy you and, and, and do these things that kind of break the rules um, yeah. that keep you from doing the things you want to do. Right. Um, so lately, within the last kind of few days of reveals, Emerald's really uh, showing potential as the secondary pair. So yeah. emeralds uh, and amethyst or, or steel and amethyst are kind of your two best options. If you want to go the fun route and especially kind of the combo route, absolutely throw uh, amber in there with amethyst and do a stitch rockstar deck. But I mean, I, I got to go the control route. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I can respect that. That's cool. That's cool. I like, am uh, I like amethyst. I like, I like, I like all the inks. Let's be honest here. But like amethyst, I think you do, you know, you have been selling it well on this concept of, you know, you do have this fun early game and you do have this successful mid game, but we would be remiss not to admit that there is some late game elements now. Like, you yes. know, Elsa Spirit of Winter is a is a legitimate threat to winning a game. Yep. Um, so you really do, you're starting to see this full package, I think. So maybe we're still short on cards, still a fair amount of Amethyst cards that have to get revealed. You know, like more playable actions, not name befuddle. Um, <laughs> you know, so... I think, there's, so I think there's enough. I think there's enough. But, yeah. but I would be remiss to not, you know, we got to give you it, right? We have to give you the floor. And I'm going to give you the sole purpose of this. And your ultimate goal here is to convince the community why they should be on Team Amethyst. Okay. Ready? I am. I mean, are, are, is everyone else ready? <laughs> Hi, everybody. How's it going? You know you love two for ones, right? You know you love getting that sweet, sweet value. Well, amethyst is your color. I'm not going to put this on for the whole thing. <laughs> so, I, I don't have so much so much poker face in me before I break. But <laughs> amethyst, hundred percent. Like, if you've played this game much, you've seen that you get worn down. Like I said, that war of attrition, right? 
your resources get worn down. You get to the point where you're on top deck mode and you're like, I just need one more good card. You know, whether it's now Ursula's Cauldron or Sheer Card Draw or whatever you like, it's going to get you to those cards that you need. So sure, some of the flashier bombs are going to be in other colors and they're going to try and seduce you and say, look at this shiny, flashy thing. But don't be like Doug. Don't go squirt. Focus on what matters, okay? So think about the core elements of Amethyst, right? On that value piece. And, and going back to what I said earlier about card draw and things like Rush and stuff like that, where you're getting two for ones all over the place, right? I don't want you to just focus on what set one looks like. I want you to think about the future, set two, three, four, all the way down the line. As Dan was saying, there's seven already in the pipeline, let alone more to come. And if we're exploring these core elements of card draw and of elements like Rush that provide those, those potential two-for-ones or beneficial challenges, the more they explore those elements, the more you're going to see cards that really kind of bust the game wide open and just give you incredible value. So I want you to focus on that. But more than anything else, I want you to focus on one thing. Frozen. What's that one thing? Frozen. Frozen, 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 frozen. Uh, the fact of the matter is no other color uh, has the amount, sheer volume of frozen in there. Mm -hmm. And sure, you got the song in Sapphire. I'll give them that. They got let it go. That's a, you know, that's. You got to let that go. You got you to gotta let that go, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah, let it go and come back. I was going to say to the light, but really the dark. And we'll get yeah, on that in a second, yeah. which is <laughs> you got. The multiple Elsas, you got the Anna, you, you got the Sven, even though mm -hmm. he's kind of hashtag, hashtag trash deer is kind of my, my saying for Sven. Talk about Sven like we're that. talking about the theme right now. We're talking about the spirit. <laughs> and again, forward yeah, thinking. Oh, what man, we have all good things. If this is the frozen color, this is where it's at for years to come for right. all you frozen lovers out there. Uh, and I'll leave you one, with one last thought, which is what I love about the theme, which is I'm like a villain at heart. Any like RPG game where there's an option to play the villain, that's me. And mm -hmm. which color has the highest density of villains? Where are all the sorcerers at? Mm. They're an amethyst. That's go. the cool kids table right there. Yes, so, that's the cool kids hashtag theory. team amethyst. Let's see it spread on social media. I want you all joining the bandwagon here, coming I on board. It. Have some it. fun. We got the value. Oh, I, I you sold me for sure. I love it. Uh, it's so good. I mean, we, we talked about this offline, but the frozen pitch enough was enough to be like, yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, let's, let's do it. But Amethyst does have a wonderful amount of things to offer any player of any, you know, level of strategy, et cetera. Like, I believe it really does offer many things. I love how interchangeable it is with different inks and how it pairs well. I, I think it's great. I really do. Yep. And I think yeah, you did and a great I mean, job once you get that Floodborne Olaf, man, whoo. Mm. It began with two sisters. I, I hope it's like super power. beef jacked born Olaf. Born Could you imagine? Like, no, I, 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 like, I, I like, yeah, I can. It's gonna be great. Comparable to like marshmallow, yeah, Olaf. just like, just like buff Hulkamania Olaf. Like, oh my yeah. god, I would love it. It'd be perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Oof, I'm just excited thinking about it now. Like, it's just great. Yeah, man. All right, but in all honesty, thank you very much for joining us this evening. I had an absolute blast. Where, just to remind everyone again, where can they find you on socials? on your YouTube, hit us with that information. Yeah. 
Uh, first of all, before I do, let me just say how grateful I am to be on here. Like this has been a blast and I, I am having so much fun with it on social. So it you can check fun. me out at BOG for Be Our Guest, Lorcana, uh, on Twitter, where you can see me roasting all the other inks. Uh, <laughs> and then you can also find me at uh, Be Our Guest, Lorcana on YouTube, where we got all those videos there. So yeah. Love it. Love it. And of course, if you did... You hung out through this episode. You're enjoying. You're enjoying the series of Battle of the Inks. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure you follow our guest. Be our guest, Heath here on everywhere you can find him. He is a riot uh, right now. He had me literally chuckling all day as I was working and editing different things. And I just every time my Twitter went off, I'm just like, here he goes again. It's great. I love it. <laughs> so. It's my sincere goal to get everybody fired because the, they basically out themselves to their boss of just <laughs> laughing hysterically in the office. Just like It's perfect, though. It's, that's where we want to be, right? But thank you guys again so much for watching. A big and awesome send-off one more time to our friend Heath. And we will get you guys in the next video. See ya.